Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week and it is the month of February. Ah, mi gente, you don't understand how much I love February. Not just because, well, one, it's Black History Month, but two, it is Valentine's day, month, whatever you want to call it. And for me, I've always just been so into the pink, the red, the hearts, and just the love, love, love. And I know I've shared before on a previous IGTV, but I used to be that that little girl back in elementary school that I would literally save up all my money just to make sure that everybody in my class got a Valentine's Day gram every year. And I believe I started that hobby, not hobby, habit, in the second grade and I carried it up all the way to fifth grade. So I was pretty committed with that. Now, aside, aside from all that funny little stuff, I do want to take a moment to talk about Black History Month and why it even exactly falls into February. And when I looked it up a while ago, I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty intriguing. So Black History Month tends to f- not tens, but Black History Month falls on the month of February because it is Abraham Lincoln's birthday and Frederick Douglass' birthday. So it just, it seemed to have made sense in history to make it February. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now, something else I really want to highlight, and I actually made a canvas, like canvas post about it. I haven't posted it on Instagram yet because I, I can't figure out how to make it cute. Because you know, you got to make the graphic look cute before you post it. But I do want to mention some inspiring academic Instagram creators, scholars, professionals that are black creators. And I'll just start naming them at the top of my head. So we have at Black Girl Grad Life, Scholar Stuff. And hold on, let me grab the list because those are the two that popped into my head. All right. And then Black Women PhDs. Alyssa, PhD, Black Girls Code, and lastly, Black Grad Student. And the way that one is spelled is B-L-K, then Grad Student. And I, I follow their pages. I have for a while. And every time I see their creations just get posted on Instagram, I really, really get uplifted, especially about... And I'll share with you. So for example, Scholar Stuff on her Instagram page, she not only like hides highlights academia and knowledge, but she actually like even highlights funny jokes. So the other day was one of my favorite posts. She put um, the process of writing a dissertation when you work. So then you have the weekend to write your dissertation. It's it's just really funny where it's like, she's trying to get the work done Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it doesn't really happen. And then Monday hits and you're like, where did the weekend go? And I always get a good laugh. And even though I'm not at the doctorate level yet, definitely pages like like hers and all the others I've mentioned specifically for Black History Month as well, are really good inspos to connect with, follow, because uh, trust me, they definitely do keep me going, as I hope I can continue helping you all keep going too. (laughs) So moving on forward, the next topic I really want to bring up because I find it very important. I know I say that a lot, but you know what I mean. Okay, so right now is the time where many students are starting to get their acceptance letters or non-acceptance letters for graduate programs. Now, I want to tell you this, especially because of the time we're living in with the pandemic, distance learning, and 
sometimes your familia or other emotional or personal things may come up that you feel like, okay, I applied to grad school. I know I want to go to grad school. I want to continue it. But some stuff came up. So I don't know if I could continue on in the fall. Mi gente, I'm here to tell you this. You can totally defer. Now, let me take two steps back for a second. Now, if once you start to get your letters and you get your acceptance letters to whether it's a master's program, PhD, or even undergrad institutions, when you get those letters and you see like, oh, yay, I got in, you could actually contact the school and be like, I'm going to accept this. However, I need to defer for this quarter or for this year, for this semester. Each university has different policies, so you may want to get, you will have to get in contact with them to ask specifically how long the defer can be, how you go about making sure that it's 100% approved for your end, which honestly, as long as you explain it about like the pandemic, you explain that personal stuff has come up or maybe even financial 100% of the time. Okay, let's say 99% of the time, they're going to say yes. You just have to make sure that you go through that process so then your spot, and again, this goes for undergrad schools as well, your spot, your acceptance is still saved. You're just like waiting to go the following semester or the following year. And I find it very important to bring this up because again, we are living in a very particular time. And I know there's many students, specifically even my community college students, that maybe this is their last semester of CC. They feel like they're ready to go to a four-year, but then maybe after like, who knows, maybe they're feeling burnout or a little tired. If they want to take the fall semester or quarter off, I want them to know that it's an option for them too, and then just still continue on in the spring or whatnot. And one more thing I want to bring up in regards to the deferring process is, okay, So you can definitely defer even once the semester quarter starts. However, for future reference and to like, you know, save you some hassle, if you kind of like have a good idea that like, okay, I want to defer for this semester and you know, like at least a month in advance, a few weeks in advance, whatever it may be, just let the university know the sooner the better. Because the thing is... um, even though you can defer, like let's say you're two weeks into the dis- the semester and you choose to defer, then uh, sometimes, and I've had this happen to me, uh, the th- and that's why it's very important to check with each every each university. So if you were to defer two weeks, like two weeks after the semester starts, because that's when it hits you, like okay, I really can't do this. I I just need to take the time. Whatever whatever it may be for you. The the department, your your department, they'll be more than happy to help you out with that. The university, they will assist you. However, at least in my case, since I def- there was a point where I did defer, because I mentioned before, I've dropped out of grad school and stuff before. When I did defer, I ended up like not getting that much money back, which was kind of a pain. And they said the reason why is because I was like technically still a student for like two weeks before dropping out. So I couldn't get that money back. So I just wanted to let you know about that. I know every university is different. However, just make sure that like you look into it and you see, okay, this is what's going to happen if I defer. When I defer, which again, they will most likely let you, you'll either just go back a semester or a year later, just depends. But yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. All right, mi gente. So I really want to take some time to just reflect back, appreciate and acknowledge 
all of you, mi gente, because we are officially, at least as of right now, on Saturday night, 11.30 p.m., we've reached over 3,000 first gen gente on Instagram, and we've also reached close to 4,000 first gen gente on TikTok. It's just so crazy to think about when I see it, like, what? But then what brings me back into center is like, wow, like our first-gen communities, they feel heard, they feel understood, because that, that's why Cafecito con Estrellita exists, because yes, I may share things that happen in my life, in academia, personal, whatnot. But the most important thing about Cafecito con Estrellita is the fact that it guides first-gen students so we can overcome the academic and social stigmas that try to limit what we can accomplish, especially because coming from a Latinx household, there's so many challenges that come with it, you know, love, the hate, all all that stuff. And I mean this, so... A majority of my videos that I've posted on TikTok, you know, they'll either be little skits or they'll be little motivational things, such as I'm trying to remember it at the top of my head, which is so funny because I literally created. Oh, here it is. It's okay, mija, if it's taking you a little longer than you thought to get that degree. La vida pasa. So yeah, so I do those types of things on TikTok because, all right, on Instagram, I create the quote. But then I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and vocalize this quote that I've created onto TikTok. And it seemed like it was really working where a whole community of Vigente end up finding it, supporting it. And then they eventually started to find others where there's been a couple times I've had to just turn off my phone and push it aside so I can get some readings done. Like I was sitting in my class on Friday night. Yes, I have a Friday night class, 7 to 10. That's what happened when you work a 9 to 5 while going to school. But anyways, mente. so I literally had to turn off my phone because I kept wanting to just look at it and like continue to comment the best I can. And you know what? That's the hard part. I didn't know that, that, well, I did know that, but I didn't. Once a video goes viral on TikTok, you can't keep up with the comments. Like it's so hard. It's so, so hard. And it got me kind of sad because I'm so used to like always being able to respond back to every comment. But, but then I got like me other gente that are on that TikTok commenting to each other. So it's like the community is still growing, which is like very, very awesome. Now, the other thing I want to highlight is, okay, so now that I, I've seen that there is this this growth, this, this desire to have this first-gen community, and I am more than happy and proud to continue paving and creating and building and reassuring me, gente, with this community at Cafecito con Estrellita, I do have to admit, I've been finding myself sitting down and reflecting more and more lately on the type of content I provide. Now, let me explain. So I have a majority of my my audience, either they're undergrad or grad school. And sometimes it's kind of like, where can I meet the fine line where I want to make sure I'm not giving too many consejitos que solamente are just undergrad related or too many consejitos que solamente I grad school related, especially because it's like, I want to keep it intertwined. However, I think I'm doing a pretty good job, like making sure both areas are met, are talked about, but I just, 
that's just something I want to be very open with all of you about is that I, I am mindful. I'm mindful about which direction I'm gearing towards with this content, especially when I'm making funny jokes with it and how I can make it relatable. But just, just, I, I don't know how else to explain it, but that's when I know Cafecito con Estrellitas content is very unique and as organic as it can be, even though it's not always perfect sometimes because, you know, I'm only human. But that what what I feel like is just makes so unique about Cafecito con Estrellitas is that not only will you get like the tips the reassurance of, you know, all things academia, but you'll still get a joke or two. <laughs> like, you know how, for example, like, like if you watch things like We Are Me Too or Pero Like, you'll see little skits of like people with like La Chancla or like, you know, I can't think of any at the top of my head. Again, it is 1130 at night, but I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like Cafecito con Estrellita is very good at having the mixture of like, okay, we're going to learn some things. We're going to learn how to keep paving the way, how to feel our emotions, how to how to really like find different effective study mechanisms that'll help us not procrastinate so much. But we're still going to like do a skit where Estrellita picks up a phone and her mom's yelling at her confused because she's not studying in La Casa. <laughs> I made a TikTok like that a little while ago. If you end up finding it, comment on like my Instagram or comment on that TikTok video to let me know. Like, because that used to happen to me a lot, especially as a CC student. Oh my gosh. And it's definitely a first gen struggle. So if I would study anywhere outside of the house and let's say it was even for two hours, I, my phone would start to get blowed. Like my phone would blow up of like texts and calls like, where are you? There it am. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just studying outside of the house to like look for more motivation or whatnot. But you know, así la cosa, así la cosa, mi gente. Now, let's take two steps back. It still goes back to the type of content I've been releasing lately, but there was something that just like came into my mind the other day and I really just wanted to talk about it. So as I've mentioned in the past, a lot of my readings I tend to do for my courses always go back to bilingual education, Spanish speaking, students, first gen, all all those all those things, you know? And then like, well, I'm also someone that I think super analytical sometimes, where I'm just like, okay, today I like let's just let's just jot this down. I think you're taking you're taking it too analytical. But a lot of times while I'm doing my readings, it gets me to start to wander. And then just start to like kind of piece things together. And I ended up just coming up with this, this question with myself. There are so many first-gen Latinx students that they have the resilience. They have it to keep going through education. They are built to take on whatever challenges come their way. It doesn't make academia any easier for us because trust me, I've... I, uh, I've had my I've had my fair share of challenges as first gen, and I sometimes still have them too. Not even sometimes, a lot of the time, mi gente. <laughs> Anyways, so I started to think, and I was like, okay, because that's something I really like to do too. When I analyze and think about all of you, mi gente, is I like to think, what what kind of content, what kind of conversations, what kind of topics, what kind of articles can I find to share with mi gente? Because I know. I know we can get through academia, like we're resilient, we're built, we're built with so much strength, we'll make it through. But I know it's that emotional support 
that a lot of us, whether we may really realize it or not, we do really need, especially because, you know, it wasn't really shown all the time growing up because it was just pushed to the side. It was always just about survival, you know? So I really like to think about that. And then that's when the question came to me. Mi first gente, we're about healing and growing, you know? And one of the most well-known ways for a person to build build a stronger self, continue to grow, continue to heal as they keep going through their day, su vida, toda la cosa, is to journal. Literally journal their feelings, whether it's in an actual diary, whether it's on a Google Doc you may have, whatever it may be in your case. And there's studies that back this up that like journaling, writing out your feelings does help. But the thing is, mi gente, at least for me, I remember looking back I used to always try and have a diary, but just like as I was reading TikTok, TikTok comments after creating that video, I, my, my diary was not always respected because there was a lack of boundaries and privacy growing up. Obviously, as time progresses, things, they tend to get better, but at least during that time of my age, that was not a thing at all. So... Because I knew at that age and felt and also like, you know, had my diary read over and over, I was just like, okay, I can't write any of this out, so I need to hold it in because that's the only way it could stay safe because no privacy or boundaries in the household. And when I came to that thought, I was like, I, I, need, to, I need to make something out of this. And then, well, thus the TikTok, thus the conversations I've been having and reading with other first-gen gente that have been responding to that. And it just, it just opened my eyes where it's just like, mi gente, you can journal. It's okay. I know it's hard, especially because I, I've been there where it's just like, okay, I sit myself down. I tell myself I'm going to journal. But then as I start to journal, I start to be like, okay, let me journal. Let me share my feelings. But I'm also going to keep in mind that somebody might actually read this. So I'm going to write and share my feelings as if, not as deep because I know it'll eventually be read. So then they're not really self-reflecting. And I just want to be like, mi gente, your feelings are valid. Your emotions are valid. And I know just thinking about journaling can be a trauma response because of a lack of boundaries and privacies in the house. It can be just like so many other things can be a trauma response. But even if you just try, I want you to know you have my support. Now, if you don't necessarily want to start dabbing in an actual physical journal yet, because you know, you're just working your way through your process, because I know I still have my days too. Some somewhere that I like to like jot down my thoughts is well, one, the I know a lot of us have it. If we have iPhones, I just can't oh, the notes app. Definitely I do use the notes app because I'm the only one that knows the password for my phone to kind of just let things out. But I also use, and I have to shout out Aluna de Mis Amigas, Melba Tellez, founder of Mujeres on the Rise. She gave me the idea. Um, so she uses Google Keep to jot down notes and stuff. And because not everybody knows about Google Keep, well, except for the hint of listening to this episode. <laughs> and the fact that, like, you know, you have to go into your Google Drive, all that good stuff. You have to look for it. I would suggest looking into Google Keep 
And then it's just like, it's just, it feels safe. It feels like, okay, you know what I mean? So you can definitely do that. I also read a comment that had said voice recordings really help. And I'm like, okay, I just, I don't know at the top of my head and I didn't do it on my part to research like, okay, what voice recording apps can they use to share their thoughts? I mean, I kind of just use the podcast and TikTok, but that's actually very public. So if any of you actually find like a good verbal, a good verbal like diary app, go ahead and send it my way so then I can share it with everybody else, Mijente, because you know, we're all about community over here. So I hope that this talk in regards to just journaling, self-growth, going through academia gives you a different perspective, a different perspective to just be kinder with yourself as you keep going, because you are paving the way, mi gente. Hi, mi gente. And I've said it before, and I will say it again. I appreciate all of you so, so much. And I am always going to try my best to just keep keep giving the content that is needed for our first-gen gente, because community really is everything. And I promise, like, even though I do bring a lot of everything back to academia. I'm going to make sure that I also like, you know, bring in some jokes and stuff every now and then because I feel like we're just getting connected more and more. It's like we should know more about each other. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? All right, mi gente, as we're slowly coming to an end for this episode, I just want to bring one more topic into this light. So another thing that I've noticed as, you know, I continued to post on TikTok or whatnot, a lot of the comments, again, it's a variety of undergrad or grad students, I would see a lot of me first-gen gente students saying, like, they're feeling lost, like, they're doing school, they're almost about to graduate, but they don't know what to do, what to look forward, how to start applying, and then even if, like, they just started school, they feel like, we don't know, I don't know. It's definitely a lot of, I don't knows, I don't knows what I'm doing, and I'm really lost, but I'm just trying, but I'm lost. Mi gente, I resonate with you because I've been there and I still have days where I'm like, what am I doing? I feel lost. And that's what I'm going to tell you, mi gente. I promise you, nobody really knows what they're doing. We're just kind of winging it. Like, yes, we may have like a good sense of idea, like, okay, Okay, if I keep doing this, I'll get to this, you know, like, but la vida pasa. It's things get crazy. Things change. Like, I mean, we're in a pandemic right now, or I guess pan dulce. We are in a pan dulce. <laughs> Someone, one of uh, mi gente on the TikTok had, had scratched out from using the word pandemic and said, this is a pan dulce, which is hilarious because cuando mi gente, if they do start to follow me on Instagram, Five days a week, I post the daily pan dulce spotlights I have since the very beginning. So it's kind of ironic how that worked out. But then, like, how ironic could it be if my logo has a piece of concha? So there's definitely that. But let's take a few steps back, going back to if you're feeling lost. I just want you to remember this, mi gente. Again, nobody really knows what we're doing. We have a good idea. We have an idea. I can't even say good idea. Like, we have an idea of what we want, where we want to get to kind of what we need to do to kind of get there. And then we just continue to learn what else we have to do as we're going to go get there, 
Does that make sense? Like, for example, like when you know you're someone that you want to be a counselor or you know you're someone that wants to be an accountant or a nurse, you know you have to go to school, you know you have to take classes, but then you just learn things along the way where it's just like, oh, for example, let's say you want to go to this particular nursing program. This particular nursing program may have different prereqs from another nursing program that you're choosing as your second option. So you're kind of like, okay, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Because I'm trying to take the prereqs for this course, but then it's not matching much of the prereqs that I would want for this other university. We just, you know, you get what I'm saying, mi gente? So that's definitely number one. And number two, Remember, mi gente, we are literally living in a global pan dulce right now. Global pan dulce. You do know that a global pan dulce happens every hundred years, about, about every hundred years. History repeats itself, as we know. So many things are all over the place. Everything's upside down. The economy is doing its thing. That's all I got to say about that. So of course I understand when you're just like feeling like I'm sitting down, I'm doing these Zoom courses, but I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything because I've just been in this household in front of the computer. When you're used to like, when you would go to school, you're used to like literally getting up, getting ready, going, like it felt like it took more effort because you were putting in the that extra physical labor that, you know, comes naturally. No, let me say the physical energy that would come like with getting up, getting ready, leaving the drive, sitting through traffic, hearing music, maybe your favorite podcast, like Cafecito con Estrellita, just things like that. So you felt like you were doing more because you were using more quote unquote energy because you'd be getting to your school location, job location. But because a lot of our things we have to get done can all be done on the laptop at home, It may not feel like we're using the same equivalent amount of energy, physically anyways, of getting place to place. We then start to feel like, what are we even doing when you are doing a lot? You're doing more than enough. Trust me, if there were a guidebook on how to successfully live through a global pan dulce, I'm pretty sure it would be sold out by now. I'd probably be one of the first ones to buy the copy. However, there's not because... Something like this was unpredictable. Now scratch that. I said history repeats itself. It really does. However, even though history repeated itself, how are we able to exactly predict that we would like, you know, only have our technology to keep us going, if that makes sense. But I hope you know where I'm going with this. And I just want to remind you, you're doing great. You're doing the best you can. La vida pasa. Like... Give it a while longer. I don't even want to say a little. A while longer. And 2020 and 2021 will continue to be a year of jokes as we continue to look back. Because, oh my gosh, there's humor and trauma sometimes, mi gente. But yeah, so I do hope that, you know, these two two consejitos talks I just gave definitely give you some type of reassurance because trust me, todo lo que te estoy diciendo is pretty much what I tell myself to keep going, you know, mi gente? All right, so as we're getting closer to the end of the episode, I can't officially end it without saying the official quote of the day. Now, this one, 
Once again, it was made by yours truly. And it's more of a statement, but I'm actually pretty proud of it. Self-made first-gen graduate. Hmm? Get it? Self-made first-gen graduate. Because we hear like self-made millionaire, self-made other stuff. (laughs) I can't think of it at the top of my head. But I've never heard self-made first-gen graduate. Not just graduate, first-gen graduate. Because again, paving the way without role model or guidance. That's what self-made is. (laughs) So we're doing it. We're doing the thing, mi gente, and just going from there. All right, mi gente. So thank you so much for sitting in this episode, having this platica conmigo. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform that you use to listen to your podcast, such as Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please leave us a review here on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much and continue to help us. Check out our Cafecito con Estrellita newsletter. Check out my First Gen Gente Facebook group. I check it up once a day, minimum once a day. And I'm always posting resources, community type questions to get me gente engaged. And I just said, check out the TikTok. And I think that's all I have to say for this one. But yeah, have a good one. I'll definitely talk to you soon. Hablamos pronto.